Ollie, my friend, how are you tonight down in ye old Sydney? No, Dev, mate. Yeah, Western Sydney. Oh, you know the area. Yeah. Yeah, Gnev, it's good to be back, mate. Good to be back. Good to see you again. Good to be in the chair. I know. Well, kind of separated by kilometres and kilometres of plane rides and, and things. But, hey, man, it's always always good to catch up with you. Of course, uh, the new Our Last Enemy EP, As Within, So Without, is out on September 22. And I've been lucky enough to download it. And it's called... <laughs> I know. Uh, I didn't steal it. It was. It was. Someone's past, getting fired. I know. Someone passed. It. <laughs> Did you like the video? By the way, yeah. like, you wouldn't steal money. a car. You wouldn't tell on a car. What? <laughs> you if I could. You wouldn't steal your mozupu. Um, <laughs> no, but I loved it. Of course. I mean, because it's part of the the thing that we do here. I had to listen to it beforehand, and uh, mate, I love it. It's fucking sick. Thank you very much. Yeah, mate, we are super pumped. It's it's you know it's the pigeon pair. It's the sibling. It's the follow up to uh, as above, so below, which came out mm. a couple of years ago. Now and we had a big chat about back when that happened. So um, yeah, it's really good to finally get the other half of it out and kind of finish up this this story and this journey and uh, get it all out there. Did you have the concepts in mind for this one? When, when you were working on the first one? Yeah, so to, um, well, to peek behind the curtain, so to speak, Nev, um, we actually recorded and wrote the whole album, both EPs in one go. So all 10 songs were done and a couple more, which may see the light of day. Um, and at that point, we decided to split them and do the two EP route, which was the trend at the time. <laughs> and definitely... You know, it's it is it is what seems to be done more as the EPs and the singles, uh, rather than the albums these days. So we thought we'd give that a crack. Cause we usually do the full albums, but um, yeah, it was wasn't planned to be this far apart. Let's say that a few things happened around the world in the last couple of years, which kind of delayed a few things. Nev, but um, <laughs> yeah, won't we won't say the P word. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, mate. So to answer your question, yeah, the whole thing was designed as one big piece yes one big story one big album um to be told in two halves and the second half is finally around the corner so good so good i've been cranking it you know what the opener uh hex design took me by surprise the most like with i don't want to spoil it but i will but like this sly guitar <laughs> with the groove like i i didn't expect that whatsoever i expected Completely opposite, and I loved it. I was like, "That's so fucking sick." How how did that come about? Yeah, so it's it's so funny you bring that one up, mate, because we just like rehearsed the crap out of that, and we're pretty sure we're going to drop that for the first time ever this Saturday with Avatar at the Metro in Sydney. So if you're coming along, you're going to hear that song for the first time. Uh, well, after Nev and <laughs> um. But yeah, no, it, it, it does have an interesting twang to it, uh, and I think people understand what we mean when they hear it. But um, 
I think that one came about. So Matt was the big, uh, was the instigator of that kind of writing that song or the main part of it. And, and we had a working title called Southern Trucker Song. And that was where we kind of went from that. And then um, the wonderful Wade with his magical toys, his, his room full of toys. Where does he get those toys? Uh, pulls out a, a slide guitar and goes, how about we do this? An acoustic slide guitar and adds that on and, and and uh, adds another piece to it. So um, yeah, it, it was interesting. One a little, a few you know, different people putting their different uh, bits into it. But ultimately, I think it always had that kind of. I think we call it a southern vibe, but it, it, but it, it does have that kind of twang to it. And I, I guess you know, um, people will understand that when they hear it, especially if they're there on Saturday, the Metro. <laughs> Mate, that that show is going to be uh, awesome. Like. You're pumped, pumped, pumped. I can't wait to see him in Brisbane on Sunday. Like, yeah, R2 is going to be so sick, man. Like, they are one of the world's best bands. I'm stoked that you guys got the support. And, uh, you know, even though Crave are, are a sick band, I wish I could come down to Sydney and see you guys, like, fucking smash it. Because you always play with bands that I really like, but never up <laughs> <laughs> never up there. <laughs> well, you never know. You never know. There could be some things happening soon. Um, but yeah, no, it's a it's it's a real real pleasure for us to play with them. They're, they're such a yeah, as you say, massive band. And I think they're a lot. They're huge in Europe and even the US. And I think maybe um, you know they've definitely got a good following here, and and that's why they're coming. But I think maybe not as big as as overseas. But um, uh, you know, such a such a huge band and. Um, just the everything from the music to the aesthetic to you know the dudes can't wait to meet them. Um, but yeah, we're pretty stoked. Um, I do have a funny story though, which ties us all back. Where I could tell you in a little bit. Uh, but yeah, we're pretty pumped. Awesome, man. Awesome. Well, uh, in we'll, we, while we're still on the EP, I did want to, yeah. uh, your mate CJ from Diarda's Murder on the track Still Breathing. Now, what a legend. How did that come about? Crusher. Uh, how did that come about? Yeah, he's a legend. He's also um, just a mate. He's a mate of my mate. So I went to, since we were about 19 or 20, I think we, we hung out for a good three, four, five years there almost, you know, every weekend. Um, I was living in the area. I was going to uni on campus um, and everyone would just hang out at my, my dorm was the party dorm. And there was a, People had a permanent residence on the lounge there. We had the guy on the couch, Big Lebowski style. So, um, yeah, um, we, we were just good mates. And um, funnily enough, he when his first band started, I'd already been in one for quite a while, and um, they asked me to do a guest on their, on their record. So I was like, oh, yeah. And how the tables have turned 10 years, 15 years later, they're, they're a massive, massive band now, and I'm getting him to jump on my record. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, he just returned the favor like a decade later. So it was awesome. That's so good. Did he did he do it in the studio with you or was that uh did he just swing you the vocals? Yeah, so again, we had that song done, written, recorded, mastered and everything um well before he was in the picture. So it wasn't actually written with him in mind. Um but then as I said there was a bit of a gap and we had some time and then um you know, I reconnected with him, and I thought, "Hey, I, I think I finally got a song for you after all these years. I think that you would, uh, you would suit or fit on." Sent it to him. He's like, "Yeah, man, let's do it." 
And so he ended up tracking with his guy. Um, I think it was in Western Sydney as well. I forget the, no, the studios on the on the info on the YouTube. But um, yeah, and then they sent it back and um, it kind of evolved. It didn't really, it didn't used to have that call and response that it has in the verse where where I say the word that he says the word kind of thing. And um, so, yeah, it did, it did change the song after we got that. So we kind of designed it. Um, or changed, I guess, yeah, and and but in terms of yeah, no, nah, he didn't write it with us or, or come into the studio with us. It was a after the fact kind of thing, but worked out really well. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's it sounds brutal. Did you go back and change any of your vocals for it after after that, or did you? No, I did. So I didn't change. Like I didn't re-record anything, but I think we changed some of the the placements, maybe, uh, and the layers as well. So maybe like. I doubled up with him rather than myself a few times, you know what I mean? And and maybe change, as I say, there's a call and response in the verse, which wasn't there before. It was just the one word once, but we did a bit of a call and response. So yeah. So yeah, didn't re-record anything, but definitely changed the structure and, and the, and the mix and the, and the, yeah. And the song. What about lyrically reflecting on the time that it was written? Cause it's a massive, significant part of, human history without mentioning exactly what it is. Um, <laughs> they, the uh, the YouTube police come after you. <laughs> you go, nope, nope, we're not talking about that. Um, but, I mean, in reflection of, of the themes and lyrics of the album, of the EPs, how, how, what's your thoughts on that and going into the future? It's... You know what? I was thinking about this like recently as well. It's so funny because we technically wrote it all before the big P, but then when you listen to it and you read it and, and I sit back with it, it's like, wow, it's so fitting for the times. There's so many themes in there. There's so many things you can go, wow, they definitely wrote it about that. You know what I mean? And it's so like, uh, you know, it's just fate, I guess, or whatever you want to call it. But, um, um, I guess a lot of the things we're feeling was a bit of frustration, you know, uh, some despair and unhappiness, all, all the kind of things that we ended up feeling in that period anyway. So I kind of guess you could move them across uh, to fit that fit that um, narrative as well. But yeah, it's just so funny because a lot of it wasn't really written about that time at all. Um, but then it turned into it like never coming back. Yes. You just froze up. Oh, what happened there? You froze up. Wow, you froze too. So I just kept talking. I don't know. That was weird because you went never coming back. Oh, right, you, so now I know where I know where to start from. It was like he's not coming back. Maybe these, <laughs> <laughs> but you did. So yeah. <laughs> or yeah, I just mean like a song like that was funny. You know, never coming back. We thought you know we might never play again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. A uh, long time coming. That's funny. It was a fucking long time coming. All, all, all those songs and themes and the lyrical, um, yeah, themes just, just matched up. But it wasn't technically written about or during that time. So that's the funny thing, Nev. And and what about future songs? Like future EPs or where, where's the band headed now? Because I'm sure that you have, knowing the way Wade writes and noodles around, he's always got a million ideas. And I'm sure you do too as well. So have you guys been planning that next step? Yeah, we're in the early stages of that. Um, 
there's demos. I wouldn't say full songs yet. There's definitely riffs and there's lots of stuff happening. There's a folder that's growing, ever growing, as you can imagine, being in a band, everyone chucking in their little bits into a folder. I've got an idea for a song and um, you might patch four of them together to make one, but um, it is starting to grow. I think, um, yeah, this year we just really wanted to get this record out and get back into touring again. We kicked off the year pretty strong with the Power Man 5000 support, which was awesome. That man, because that's they're like one of my favorite bands. See, we play with all the bands you love, Nev. You do always down there, but down I, there <laughs> on that one. How was it? You, you obviously met Spider as well and, and the crew. How was that experience opening for uh, Power Man 5000? Man, it was that they first of all, Spider, great dude, the whole band was cool. Um, hung out with them obviously for a bit backstage and we, you know, got the photos and thanked them and it was just a really cool vibe, just super down to earth, nice guys for, you know, people who've had platinum records and, 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 and all that jazz. Um, but for us, I think it was a really important gig for us because it was kind of putting us back to where we were when we, when the P happened and we all stopped. So we were coming off the back of big combi Christ to a support, perturbator to a support. We're about to, you know, drop the album and Never Coming Back's about to come out and then everything shut down for a couple of years. Um, so then that this was like, yeah, this is back to what we were like, how long will it take us to get back there? And we're like, oh, boom, straight international support, new record coming out. Um, it just felt like, yeah, it was a really good way to kick it all back off, get back on that track. And, of course, Wade flying down and jam with you guys. I love seeing, like, the little footage of you guys jamming, the one with the in-ears. Yeah, yeah, mate. That's that's. I don't know. Have you got? Do you guys jam with? Do you use in ear monitors? Like, um, two. I've got a little setup, and I've. I, I don't know, man. I struggle with it. I'm. I'm like an old school kind of dude. Oh, yeah. Man. It took me a while, man. Trust me. But um, once you get it, and you figure out how to give yourself the right mix, you know, because everyone can get their own individual mix, which is cool. You know, I want more bass. I want less vocals. I want more synths. That kind of stuff. Once you figure out what works um yeah i guess for us for me as a singer i'm sure you understand you would when you're jamming old school style in a room in the pa trying to overcome the massive drums and guitars and everyone's like you're straight you're pushing yourself it's like i don't have to do that as much i can hear what i'm doing in the room so much better you know what i mean and you can um uh, yeah, obviously, yeah, you just don't overexert yourself when you don't need to just because you want to be heard over 900 cymbals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know what that's like, blast beats and stuff. And our- <laughs> yeah. we're, we're, we're going through that at the moment. So but we're going to trans- transfer over to Innies properly yeah. soon. Yeah, it's good. And and, and um, um, like we sh- – uh, yeah, the big – I think the big funny thing is, and we were talking about this the other day, you probably saw – um. In our ears, it sounds great. We've got everything going. We're like, yeah. But if you're if you're out in the hallway, all you would hear was like a drummer and some guy randomly screaming in the room with no PA, just trying to yell over the drums. You know, with the most bizarre sound, <laughs> completely different to what we're actually hearing. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But in your your head, you're like, oh, this is amazing. And- yeah, it's oh, a city yeah. perfect. <laughs> But uh, of course, uh, more touring, more more shows on the horizon. Like, what's the? Uh... Yeah, absolutely. We just hooked up uh, with a really cool booking agent, uh, Black Ruse, Michael from um, 
uh, Metal Ruse, does the Metal United shows, runs the magazine, uh, really cool dude, uh, has a booking agency and um, he signed us up, uh, which is great. It's really going to help us get back on track and we've got a lot of stuff lined up. Uh, probably going to announce, start announcing a bit more after this Avatar show. So yeah, a few things to go through the rest of the year and help push that CD. And what about moving into 2024? I know it's weird saying that, but you know, know. overseas. Yeah. Have you got overseas on the on the uh, on the scoop? You will. Yep. Well, we had a big meeting with 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 the agency and Michael, and uh, that was one of the things that we've put on the cards. So um, feelers are out there. Let's see how we go. Um, hopefully, some other uh, touring opportunities. Uh, you know, next year as well, which might take us all around the country in, into your neck of the woods as well. So we hopefully can say something about that next year. So let's see how we go. Aim. Very keen, very keen. And uh, before we were just messaging talking about Dracula on a boat is the best. <laughs> I want to see it so bad, but I know it's it's the snakes on a plane, but it's like that's on a boat. Uh, is that your plea? You're going to go see that this week? That's on my list. Yeah, it's um, what's it called? It's what's it's technically called Voyage of the Demeter, is it? It's yeah. but yeah, it's Dracula. Yeah, way better title. Dracula I, on a boat. <laughs> bats on a boat. Bats on a boat. Yeah. All right. That's it. That's the one. You know, it's like the snakes on a plane. People just went and saw snakes on a plane just because it said snakes on a plane. It had Samuel Jackson. They should have had Samuel Jackson and had it bats on a boat and him go and get these motherfucking bats off this motherfucking. <laughs> it would have been the best movie ever made, but they don't pay you know, money. Yeah. They've got you on block, mate. Don't <laughs> listen to any of your ideas anymore. <laughs> it's, it's fucking good. Um, but uh, yeah. So is that? Have you seen the other good horror movies of late? Because you you're on a seal. Oh yeah. Um, oh, I should see my collection. Oh, you have actually. I think I've got a massive collection of horror movies and physical media. <laughs> Still believe in it. Um, yeah. Now, what was the last one? I saw? Oh, the Aussie one. Talk to me. Rate that. I rated that. Awesome. Did you just... You just froze then. Did I? Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, talk to me. I really enjoyed that one. Aussie one. Um, it's done really well for, for a little movie. Um, but yeah, it was one of the first movie horrors I've seen in a while. It was I walked out going, yeah, that hit the spot. Was it? Is it scary as in jump scare or is it more... Uh... There's a couple of those, but there's also just some intense bits where you're like, Jesus, whoa, that was intense. <laughs> is he really? How many times is he going to smash his head into that? Oh, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> I haven't seen a movie. I'm looking for the new Turtles movie. I'm going to take my boy to see that. I can't remember. Oh, yeah. I went and saw Oppenheimer. Nice. I'm going. To, uh, that's the other one I might be seeing tomorrow. So I haven't decided. It depends on tickets because Oppenheimer and Barbie have been sold out for the last couple of weeks in all in my local cinemas. I cannot. I cannot get in. I can't get a seat. The Barbie. Yeah, that's the, the Barbenheimer phenomenon. <laughs> it's pretty weird, isn't it? It is. It's you know. Yeah, it's bizarre, but um. It's done pushed a lot into their industry. Like, there's a couple of local, like art, like independent cinemas around Sydney that have said that it's literally paid our bills for the year. You know what I mean? We've been struggling, 
and we've just had three weeks of salt of two movies that sell out every session and we can't fit enough in and it's just <laughs> it's just yeah like they love it good man yeah oppenheimer i i thought it was good just very talky yeah i can imagine it's a long one too isn't it? it's about three hours isn't it it's pretty long of talky and uh not so much explody why <laughs> and just everything is christopher nolan in his movies now it's like when there's important dialogue all you hear is <laughs> you know what Bane? i mean gore <laughs> <I'm> uh, <laughs> yeah you know what i mean he's got big score going on and it's like this really intense part and you, you're trying to listen to what they're yeah. talking about i don't know That's Chris right. nolan's kind of annoyed me of late a bit like that last yeah, tenant was like that wasn't it yeah He's like, I am smarter than you, and if you can't <laughs> this movie, then you, I'm Christopher Nolan, and uh, I know better than you. I, I did. That's yeah. what, it felt like it was just trying to be too smart, and I'm not. Yeah. No, that was that. You're talking about Tenant, aren't you? Yeah, that's that was very like that, wasn't it? Yeah. Don't know what. Um... <laughs> you know, <laughs> to try too hard with that, he's like, he's ah. and I was. Cool. No worries. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah. That's my little tip. But uh, of course, uh, mate, it's always a pleasure hanging out with you, and especially wearing repping my shirt. Love it. Is that um? Is that speak? I'm going to turn the tables. Interview you. Does that, how does that make you feel when you see these pop up? Like I've I see bands wear them on stage now. I saw I see I saw my mate Ben from Deprivation. He was rocking one uh over at Wacken and um. Yeah, you, get your, you know, obviously I've been doing a few few things in them. Does that spin you out when you see bands and stuff wearing your merch for your podcast? <laughs> man, it makes me feel really, really good. Like, you know, man, like, jokes aside, I've, I've been doing this for 10 years now. And I don't know, I never thought I'd see people doing that. And it means a lot to me. So any anyone that's done that, like, it really, it, it makes this old man, you know, Warms his heart. So thank you. Oh. Yeah. Well, it's easy when there's bloody sick shirts. Look at how sick it is. What a sick logo. Thanks. It's so good. The one on the back. Love I love the one on the back. I was always like, can we get the one on the back? <laughs> you just rip the hole. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get some new ones. Different design. People, yeah. they've got the guys in the crew that are like, we need hats. We need hats for full season. I'm like, all right, I'll get some hats. So yeah. So you've just got tees at the moment, or is it no other? You don't have any stubby holders, or <laughs> um, I think I've got to go down that road. I'm going to have some uh, some bottle openers at some stage. So nice, nice. And I've got stickers and and little badges and stuff, but I think it's time to expand into other merch like um, underpants. Oh, <laughs> yep, budgie smugglers. Yeah, remember when bands used to do that, like metal bands? You go there and they'd have like the G string. Oh, dude, yeah, my my first band in the two early two thousands, we had those. That was all the rage. Yeah, and they'd sell them because dudes would just want to put them on their head and be like, <laughs> yeah. "That's gonna be me," but it's it's gonna say ever. And that's it, because that's all you can fit on that little... You can... <laughs> but <laughs> down, the side, down the back of the strip. 
But um, we'll see. We go. But what about you? Got mer- mer- new merch coming? New merch? New, yeah, we've got a few things. So at the moment, we've got pre-orders available for the for the new EP. So we're doing a very limited edition physical CD because there are still some people out there who who message us about CDs, and we do often sell a bunch at shows still. So there's still a market for it. It's not enough to print up like five thousand, but um, we'll have a very limited run. You know, beautiful, glossy, eight-page gatefold. You know, it's going to have a nice booklet and everything, lyrics. Um, and if you got the first EP, this is this is a uh, very similar. It's going to fit it, fit the uh, the aesthetic. Um, so you're going to have to you're going to want them both. If you got the first one, you're going to want the second one. But yeah, it'll come with a limited edition T-shirt too. Um, so if you're interested, you can go to the allarsenemy.com and there's a link on the front page there, or you can go straight to our Bandcamp because uh, that's the store we're selling them through. So. Uh, and they'll ship on the 22nd or, or thereabouts. Um, but yeah, pre-order, we, you know, it means a lot, helps bands out a lot, as you'd know, um, especially to print up these things for, for, for that niche kind of limited market they have, I guess. They're still physical, physical media. Uh, I know vinyl's a big thing, uh, but yeah, we've All right. head down that path soon. Really? Because I'm talking would, about it. And that'd be so good to have both of them. You know, as a as a set on record. Oh man, take all my money. That would be so sick. Well, that's always been the idea in my head that we'd eventually put it out as just a full the original ten track album on vinyl with the two covers on front and back. You know what I mean? So it's just it's the one album. Um so that's something I'm floating. I'm trying to get buy in from the committee. Um, so <laughs> see how we go. But if you could pre-order our cd and t-shirt bundle that is going to help us potentially make that a reality so i'm going to have what helps that a lot the links are going to be down here in the show notes and on the web thank you so i don't know why i do i've got this thing now where i just point randomly but there will be in the show notes down here click on it and then on the website that's my roof, but it's not the website. But we we'll just pretend that it is. Click on the link there. Throw the throw the boys some shekels and uh, help them help them uh, take over the world, <laughs> or at least pay off their crippling debts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the best thing about being in a band, isn't it? Or running a podcast is crippling debt. Dear God. Everything costs so much money. People think that you just, people go, man, you must make so, even people go to me, they go, man, you must make so much money. And it's like, no, I don't make anything at all. all. Oh yeah. It's like, they think that like guests must pay you. You're like, I'll give you 500 bucks if you let me come on your show. It's like, no. No, they don't. It's just, it's the little advertising money I get, it it keeps the lights on. And that's that's all like it. Like the shirts and stuff help keep the lights on for a little bit. So I am definitely an appreciative, but I'm not rolling around in uh, what's his name, Mr. Beast money. Yeah, Mr. Beast money. <laughs> sandwich outside my car, you know, <laughs> you know, or, or just going here. Do you want a million dollars? Right, man, I, yeah. I, I, yeah, I didn't get no money. You just got to hold on to nine million M and M's and don't drop them while you balance on this bridge. <laughs> it's like okay, thanks, dude. No. <laughs> but uh brother uh, always uh great to catch up with you and i can't wait to see you uh when you come up here eventually which i hope is very soon you're going to tell me that very very in a minute i hope but uh <laughs> in the 
meantime, uh, go kick some ass this Saturday with Avatar in Sydney. It's going to be such a good show. We'll have the links to that down here as well. Brother, love you. Take care. See you soon. Thanks, Dev. Appreciate it.